Welcome to Formula 101. I'm Peyton, and this is not your average race recap of Formula 1 races. I'm going to be talking about a lot of exciting things both on and off the track, and I'm so happy you guys are listening with me. Uh this is going to be a fun ride, so thanks for coming along. Okay, hi everybody. We're welcome back to our next episode. Um today we have a lot going on. We have a lot of topics to discuss, but today was a big big day in the F1 world. We had a lot going on. We had the race in Turkey today. It was on at 2 a.m. my time, so I did not watch it live. I was watching it only a few hours ago. Um sort of wish I had watched it live cuz so much happened. But the big news obviously, we had Lewis win his 7th world title today. So he equaled Michael, which is huge. I mean, that's that's the number 1 spot. Uh but the podium was not all it wasn't all Mercedes today, which was so exciting. We had Sergio Perez in number 2 and we had Seb in number 3 which was honestly the best thing I could ever witness today. Uh it was it was a wet race so we had literally action down to the last corner with Seb. I think um he Charles and Checo were all battling and he managed to snag that third spot. So I'm really excited for him. Uh, I did have quite a few people spoil the race for me a little bit before I woke up to several messages on my phone. but i honestly did not believe that Seb was going to be on the podium because it was down to literally the last lap but as much as i could talk about all of this and all the wonderful things that happened today we're going to move on to the next topic of discussion which i've been hinting at for a few episodes now and who i'm going to be chatting with today uh is my best friend i'm going to introduce her in a second but our topic today is netflix's documentary series about formula 1 So this was launched in 2018. It's known as Drive to Survive. Uh and this has two seasons. I think they're currently filming a third. I don't know how it was affected by COVID and if they're still following them to the greatest degree. I've heard rumors that they're going to be with Sebastian Vettel in Abu Dhabi for his last race with Ferrari, but nothing has been confirmed, I believe. But the purpose of the show is kind of in the name. It really is framed in this very cutthroat, dangerous world. The drivers are shown really as fighters or gladiators in a very, I don't know, battle-ish way as as the the racetrack being a battleground. So, they wanted to give it edge. Again, it was very serious and very dramatic. No BS in any way. And so the Netflix team would often follow around a single team for a race for kind of a a whole weekend or they'd often focus on two drivers for the majority of the episode but nothing kind of more beyond that. And so the first season they focused on a lot of the smaller teams. I think uh the bigger teams like Mercedes and Ferrari didn't want all their kind of inner workings or behind the scenes shown on TV. The smaller teams probably were okay with it. Um so by the time we got to the second season, we did get episodes with Ferrari and Mercedes. And so a lot of people were excited to see them since again, they were completely out of the picture in the first season. And so I'm going to be talking today about this topic with like I said my best friend Michaela. She's with me. She's sitting right next to me right now. Um and we've known each other for a long time. So thanks for being here. I'm so excited you agreed to do this with me. I was so happy when you asked me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I would love to talk about this show because 
I've been obsessing about it just like you for years. I think I pestered how how many years did I talk to you about F1 before you were like, okay, fine, I'll be interested. Oh my gosh. Since we were in oh ninth grade, tenth grade, and I see all uh-huh. the the figures in your room and you had posters of all these drivers that I had no idea any of their oh names and um, pictures on your wall, like right. total fangirl about Literally. this stuff. And uh-huh. now you dragged me. So here we are today, I but know. I'm so excited and happy you asked me to do this. Cause Thank you. So how did we, like you said you remembered the first time we ever met. So we played tennis together. Yeah. So I, I totally, I remember, I, oh my, it's like a, like it was yesterday, a vision in my mind. <laughs> I walked on the court, uh-huh. ran to Valencia, uh-huh. and there you were on the other side with uh, the other girl, Callie, uh-huh. and a couple other people, and you guys were doing drills, and I was like the new shy girl walking yeah. in, and I uh-huh. remember I got put on your court, and I saw you, and I was like, wow, she's she's really good at tennis. Oh. But, um, and then, yeah, and then we met each other in line. And you're like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Peyton. I was like, hi, I'm Michaela. And that was it. I know. And we've been <laughs> friends since then. Like, since then, we've moved on. You still play tennis. I don't. But yeah. all through, that was like, when did, how old were we when we met? Like 15? I think, yeah, we were like 14. 14. Like I'm going to get you to play with me one day. I now. know. I You will. I definitely kind of want to get back on the court. It's been like what, four years? I know. I don't know. I'll still kick your butt, but uh, you, I'll, sure I'll get you, you to play you with were, me. <laughs> you were pretty much better than I was the entire time. I was kind of on the low end of the ladder there for a little bit. So what, like, background or any, like, knowledge have you had about, like, racing our cars? Because you're not starting from zero. I mean, you have family members who are interested, yeah. friends who are interested. So F1 wasn't super, like, foreign to you, I No, guess. no, no, no. Definitely not. Um, yeah, so... F- Probably who I talk about it the most with is, like, you mm-hmm. or um, my grandfather or my dad. Yeah. Um, I have, yeah, my, my dad has been into cars. He, you know, he's been a mechanic ever since right. he was younger. Uh-huh. So old cars, new cars, Camaros, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like, any any type of, mm-hmm. like, any type of car talk yes. that yeah. you can get out of him just is exciting for yeah, him. We so. both still comment on, like, when we're together driving, we're always looking at the car. Oh, I can't yeah. do that with other friends. I can't do that with other friends. Like, um, you see a nice Maserati pull up next yeah, to you, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. say, damn, that's a nice Maserati. <laughs> I forgot to make a comment about it. That's just us. Um, and so you, did you watch Drive to Survive when it first came out? No, actually. So I... It's really funny because my parents did when it first oh, came out. They did. Yeah, okay. my dad and my mom watched it together. Uh-huh. And then during quarantine was, uh-huh. you know, we're stuck in the house all day right. and there's <laughs> nothing to do and I found it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um ran out of TV shows to watch and I don't know. I just yeah, I just put it on and uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I think not so much for how they portrayed it, but I really just enjoyed watching something about F1. Because it was really, like, the first TV show, like, full TV yeah. show that had been focused on Because the there's, like, Top Gear and stuff like right. that, yes. but, you know, yes. that only goes so far, uh-huh. and uh-huh. it's kind of, like, the same old thing every time. Right. I mean, I personally love love Top Gear and just sit there and, like, rewatch it over and over again, but you're right, it doesn't focus... It, like, brings in F1 maybe, like, once every couple yeah, seasons to exactly. get some drivers, but it's not strictly focused on it. 
Um, and so I guess the main point of this conversation is like the two, we're kind of coming at this from two different angles because mm -hmm. you kind of go, okay, the show first and the sport second, and I go the sport first and the show second a little bit. And so I think that's, that kind of will frame what we talk about and how we both viewed it. Cause I think we both have different opinions of it uh -huh. and that is often maybe based a little bit on what kind of viewers we are and what the target audience of the show was. So maybe let's start this off. Like, what was your, like your overall opinion of the show? Like if you could rate it out of 10 in terms of just like your general enjoyment, what would you give it? That's a tough question. I, you know, I don't like rating things because I, I, I could give a three hour long explanation right. as to why I'm rating it what I'm rating it. But I'd probably say I would rate it a seven out of ten. Okay. I that feel much. like I enjoyed it 70% of the okay. time. Okay. That's what that's okay. what I would okay. that, that's why I would say that. Okay. And did you like it because it was like behind the scenes or I mean I think something that struck me was that the show focused a lot on like the drivers themselves and there was there was focus on the driving but there was like a lot of the interviews and everything where you were talking to the drivers themselves. Mm -hmm. Did you like that? Was that something that like connected you to the drivers or was it more just like racing in general that you liked the best about it? I liked both aspects, the yeah. racing and also the like intrapersonal aspect where they were interviewing everybody, but yes. I I feel like we should have seen a little more of of people's accomplishments sure. and their journey to F1 uh -huh. okay. instead of just the very, like, aggressive cutthroat okay. aspect so you would of have, it. So you would yeah. have more driving. In yeah, it. no, def definitely more driving. Okay, you know, it just... Like we just saw in the in the trailer, you know, like in the uh -huh. trailer that all they show is crashes. Like right. yeah. <laughs> it's just all crashing. There's there's no I don't even I didn't even see like one smile in right. I think oh the trailer. Gosh. Oh my gosh, you're so right. It literally was like immediately dramatic music, like dark, like this is Will Buxton coming in. Yes, like, yes. World. Like, yes. <laughs> and did you have like um like you I mean we've talked extensively about our favorite drivers because I won't shut up about Sebastian. Yes. Um, but you found that you really liked certain drivers. So who were those and why? Yeah. Um, I really, I liked Carlos mm -hmm. just cause he has the kind of family legacy with his dad oh, yes. and uh -huh. very intertwined with that. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, I would say, Daniel as well. Yeah. <laughs> who isn't though? Like, um, who isn't? I just I'm really rooting for him because he was like an I feel like he was such an underdog for so yeah. long and he had a lot of potential and obviously I feel like everyone there definitely deserves to be there. Right. Um, but so, he definitely like he's one of those drivers who you know like if they were put in a good car would. No, exactly. Just totally yeah, win. that's why I'm yeah. rooting for him and he's been making some awesome progress lately too, getting yeah, a podium. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I know that was been good to hear that he's like been able to. So did you know, so the team boss, Cyril, that uh, gray-haired guy who's in a couple of episodes, uh -huh. he said that if Daniel got on the podium, he would get a tattoo. Yes, and so we yes. haven't, we don't know what the tattoo is yet, but... I, I, <laughs> think, I think really you, I did, I think, I think you told me that a couple days ago. Yeah, wow, fun. Fun. Especially since you got not one, but what, two podiums already this, this season, so oh, that'll be fun to see. But I personally did not like, I, I, I have more pain when it comes to watching this show. I had no, mm -hmm. 
I, I, you know, I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, a show is going to be about, like, my favorite thing in the world. And I spent so much of this show, like, in pain. Like, being sad. We watched the... Many episodes. Yeah, we did. We watched a lot. And in the second season, when they have the episode of Ferrari with Seb and Charles and they're in uh, Austin, Mm -hmm. I remember I was literally, like, cowering in the corner of the room, like, trying not to cry when we watched it together. And so my rating of this show, I would give it like a two or a three. Like I just, I had no joy in even rewatching it to like think about this episode. I was sitting there like, dude, do I have to? Do I have to put myself through this again? So I don't know. I think there's a lot of good moments, but I didn't love it as much as you did, but I'm glad you liked it, I guess. Uh, sorry no don't be sorry that. i you dessert super strongly opinion like, about sad and about it. anybody that gets in seb's way gets in your way essentially Jeez, oh my gosh <laughs> uh, we won't get started on how many people i have on like my hit list in the paddock um, <laughs> but so the next topic i guess to move into is how like realistic and how true the show felt because like yes they call it a documentary series so the implication in labeling it that is that it was going to be more mm-hmm. truthful etc all of those things but I personally didn't feel like it was that way and we've even mentioned it already that a lot yeah. of it felt really dramatic and staged right. for sure yeah I, I definitely agree with you there yeah I, I think even in, in reading some articles Max Verstappen said that he didn't like the way he was portrayed because they show a lot of him like, with his crashes with Daniel when they were both on Red Bull together, and then even his altercation with Esteban Ocon at Brazil in 2018. Like, he, go- he like, physically shoves Ocon when they're at the way bridge mm-hmm. after the race. And so, I mean, yeah, you said you, you felt like it wasn't even totally realistic. So were there... Did you... Did any part of you, like, initially think as you were watching this, this doesn't quite fit, this doesn't seem real? Like, was that something that ran through your head? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like with any type of documentary, there's always something where you're like, did this really happen? Right. You know, you kind of are questioning (laughs) what's going on. Because after all, they are filming it. So some part of it is being, like, staged, obviously. And cut out and and edited and all that stuff. But I... I think that... I guess the reason I would give it, like, a higher rating than you is just because the average person who doesn't know anything about F1, I think they, I think they did a good job of, like, of putting all of the drivers in there Uh and, and showing kind of, like, what they go Uh through, but I, I don't think that it was, like, the full truth, like, what we're talking about right now, Uh so... I think definitely people who are more in the sport and know what's going on and are up to date with all the information would know that Uh it's kind of, a lot of it might be falsified, but, you Uh know. Yeah, because I don't, I I guess, it, it wasn't like it was untruthful or, like, totally fake, but I just, I, and, and maybe they were trying to kind of play on the stereotypes of F1 and Mm -hmm. being like, these are rocket ships who go this million miles an hour and all these crazy things that, like, I get and I appreciate Mm -hmm. and I like that, but there's also a lot of just things that I felt like weren't even touched on or were just, like, they put extra, like, noise of the engines and them, like, shifting gears up when they were obviously not doing that. Like, there was Mm -hmm. was such, like, blatant uh, changes that they made that I didn't 
I don't know. Like, you're right. Like, if, if you didn't know anything about that, you, you're not going to pick up on it. Like, if you didn't watch racing at all and you just turn this on, you're not going to see that and probably be like, wait, something's wrong here. Well, that was that was me the first time. when yeah. I Because I've, oh my gosh, I've watched this season. I've, I've watched both seasons now, like, multiple times. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> just put it on in the background while I'm cooking dinner right. or something. Like, that's, and then I re-watch all the reruns. But, right. yeah, no, definitely. They, they didn't, there was a lot that was left out. Mm-hmm. There was. I think. And I mean, yeah, that's part of like a TV show and they can only film certain things, but it still felt and like I it feel was... like they just, they just made it so dramatic and like even yeah. the music, yeah. like <laughs> the music was just depressing. Oh my it goodness. And, and like, you know, they have certain scenes where the skies are just all gray. It's like this gloomy, gloomy <laughs> scene and you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's just going to die. Like everyone's going to crash and die and burn. Like that's like honestly what it felt like yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. F1's fun, exciting, like, there's fans, like, I feel like they didn't, they didn't capture that excitement, they captured, like, the, the gloom and the, uh oh my gosh, like. So do you think they associated, like, drama with crashes and, like, like, yeah, yeah, they definitely did, yeah, oh yeah, and there was so much argument, like, uh, arguing going on in... Literally, like, there was, they had that entire episode where it was Christian Horner at Red Bull arguing with Cyril at Renault. And I was like, I get it, like, that's important, but that was, like, literally the majority of the episode. Was yes, that okay, that's actually one of my yeah. biggest pet peeves I had about this. It's, oh, really? Uh, yes, because I think it's totally fine and acceptable and actually even, like, beneficial to, like, show the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. Because, you know, people want to know, like, what's actually going on, mm-hmm. and it gives you a little, gives you more truth, like, the truth that you're missing, but when you spend, like, an entire episode on... Right you know, two people arguing, it's just, you're kind of sitting there like, okay, when is, when is this, I'm looking at my watch, like, all right, how, how many more minutes right. in this episode, know. you know, it like, like oh, it's only 30 minutes, and you spend so much of it doing that, yeah, so, you know, you're totally right, I guess, so, next thing was that I had a lot of beef with, and we'll get into, uh, get on my high horse in a second, but this, it connects to that, that kind of truthfulness or not, And that there was obviously, like, bias to this show. I get that it's, like, it's a piece of media, it's a a show, it's going to fit, like, a certain opinion, narrative, whatever. But I felt like a a lot of it was a a negative, especially towards certain people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I know that a lot of that bias can honestly, like, be out of the hands of the producers. Because I know they went to... Germany with Mercedes in 2019 I think in the second season and that's when it was like a wet race and everything went wrong like they Mm -hmm. had that bad pit stop and obviously that's so out of character considering how good Mercedes has been yeah forever since since the hybrid era and all those things so yeah that can play a role of it but I definitely feel like some drivers were the good guys and some were the bad oh, guys. I um, I definitely And so agree. did you did you see any of this? Was this a barren too? Yes. Okay, yes. I could oh my goodness. <laughs> I could say so many things about this question actually. Okay. They definitely I just feel like even to this day we know Mercedes is good. Right. They pretty much take it every time like we know they have a good team, they have good cars, they have good drivers, uh-huh. like they're they're good. But yeah. They just praise 
Lewis Hamilton a lot, which he's a great driver. Yes, like, yes, yes. you know, uh-huh. he's one of the best. He, as we, we just see, he like right. has his seventh, you know, title yes. today. Like, uh-huh. he's obviously amazing. But uh-huh. the point of the show is to focus on, like, part, like have equal partition for everybody and kind of right. focus on all the drivers, not just one of the drivers. Mm-hmm. And I feel, too, that not only were they just, you know, praising Mercedes a lot, but Racing Point, like... That, what about them? Were that there was not a lot of focus or that there was too much? There wasn't a lot of focus and then when there was focus it was just like sad and I they, know. Yes, yes. they really made I feel like I don't know, I just I feel like they really downplay racing we know that they've been struggling for a while. But they're like doing really well. They are they are doing yeah, well. Yeah. They are doing well now, but it what that time when they were filming the show, yeah, they uh-huh. were definitely struggling. They uh-huh. They were, like, last in every race, like, all the time, and they were really, yeah, having a hard time, and I just feel like they were kind of just giving them the short end of the stick, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think it was funny, they had that one episode that had Carlos and Daniel in it, and they were trying to create this, like, rivalry between them, even though they, like, weren't even racing against each other. Like, it was a really odd episode I remember watching, and they were kind of create like, fabricating this connection between the two of them when they battled at maybe, like, one race. And they were like, we're going to create something from them. So I don't know if that was they didn't have content or whatever, but it just, there seems like there's this, like, odd, not, I guess odd is the wrong word, but there was definitely, like, this... It's like they were trying to stitch together all these storylines and kind of lead it to focus on certain people. And then obviously a lot of chunk was left out. I know they only had limited episodes, but... Well, it's really funny that they actually tried to do that because, you know, I follow Carlos and and, and Daniel on Instagram and, you know, all the other social Uh social media platforms. And they... They love each other. They're not... Yeah, they they, yeah, they get yeah. along. Oh like, God. they don't uh-huh. fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they are both, like, really easygoing, awesome yes. competitors. So, There's that some, yeah. that was definitely, like, false right there. There's, yeah. There's, they, and they, that's still something the media always does. They seem to think, like, Seb and Charles can't be fans, or, excuse me, can't be friends on track. And I get so much heat on social media for random, like, Charles fans who come at me as a Seb fan, yes. and I'm like, look, like, they they love each other, clearly, like, they're friends, and even the same with Seb and Lewis, that I think the two of them have such, like, mutual respect for each other. It was really cool, since Seb uh, was on the podium today in, in Turkey, he came over to Lewis, and the microphone picked him up saying, like, we're witnessing you making history to Lewis, and I was like, that's so sweet. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna start talking. <laughs> I won't start talking about Seb. Um, but I'm gonna talk about Seb a little bit right now, because my biggest issue, as I said, the I think it was episode seven. They called it like seeing red again, super dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was focusing on Seb and Charles uh, at Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, in the states. And the, the, the narrative was so blatant in this episode. They were trying, they were doing literally everything in their power to make it feel like Seb was crumbling under the pressure, that he was washed up or whatever, and that he was undeserving of his championships, which they seem to conveniently forget he literally has four world championships, and that there's maybe four or five people in the history of F1 who have more championships than him. And, and so they were really putting Charles in this 
positive light with a halo around his head and, and, and Seb was more kind of just like, he's whatever, like not doing well. And yes, it was a bad weekend, I remember, because his like suspension snapped or something mm-hmm. and so he mm-hmm. and he couldn't finish and I remember sitting on the grandstand and just like slumping down on the bleacher and just sitting there and pouting because I was like I came all this way to watch you not finish the race <laughs> so obviously I hate this bias that that the show tried to to push I think it's really kind of narrow-minded and and I know judging by like Ferrari's past history with everyone from Fernando Alonso to Kimi Raikkonen, that they kind of have this trend of letting down world champions. But I was hoping the show wouldn't play on any of that or wouldn't try and perpetuate any of that. So yes, I wish it was different, um, but you know that's kind of kind of the way it goes. So I I thought that was that was my biggest issue with all of it. And so, what did you think of that? Was that did you see it? I definitely saw that, actually. Because you've heard me talk for years and years about Sebastian, obviously, but was the, regardless of who it was and divorcing yourself from your yeah. experience with it, did you still see it? Yeah, no, no. I would have I would have definitely picked up on this, even if I didn't know your position, you know, yeah, on yeah, yeah. your influence on, <laughs> on Seven. Let me bang you over the head with, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Yep, exactly. No, but I, I definitely did see this, um, especially when, you know, in this, in this particular season, they really, really dug in uh, they really dug into your feelings and your emotions and played your heartstrings like a fiddle because you know they mentioned Jules Bianchi yeah, dying exactly. and that's Charles's godfather mm-hmm. and that just I myself I I kind of got teary-eyed honestly well you know Jules was just an amazing he was just so young you know and yeah. his death was yes. really a shock to a lot of people yes. yeah. um rest in peace for him you know mm-hmm. what an amazing driver he was yeah. um so yeah that i was really sad during that episode and mm-hmm. you know that being his godfather and then you know charles also having the the relationship with his dad that he had right. and then his dad you know getting sick mm-hmm. and then actually like passing That's away right, yeah so they make you feel bad for him and you do because how can you not you know because you see this Uh this young man rising above at such a young age and he's taking a spot in one of the greatest teams ferrari Mm -hmm. and you know big red letters everywhere and so you definitely feel bad for him Mm -hmm. and you are rooting for him like you want him to do well but at the same time they didn't allocate they didn't allocate the attention properly uh-huh. you know they they definitely like basically took Seb and just swept him under the rug 100 percent. they they did not give him the same praise as they gave Charles yeah so did you think the the bias like with the narrative they were pushing did you think it was successful like did you did you I did do. you like, look at Seb and be like, oh, like I could see that people would look down on you. I I do. I yeah. so I I love Seb too. I mean, I'm not I mean, as big would, as a we fan. We would not be friends if you didn't. No, I'm joking. We but. would. I would get you to be friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not letting me leave. That is. <laughs> no, but I I definitely think. Unfortunately, I think it was successful what okay. they did. Um, 
I mean, I'm a perfect witness. I mean, I, I know more about, mm-hmm. about you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff than the average yeah. person would. Yeah. But I think they were successful, unfortunately, and they, they just made, they did make him look pretty bad. Um, yeah, they tried, they went out of their way. They did. That was what frustrated It was me. just crash after crash, problem after problem, and um, it just was, yeah, a really unfortunate series of events for him, to be honest. And Yeah, because they, I mean, I know that, like, his career at Ferrari has clearly not been what any of us hoped, but they only—they really like they showed like just like montages of him spinning or crashing or something. I was like, yes. why again are you forgetting the, how well he drove when he was winning his championships with Red Bull? I was like, I know, like it just was so obvious to me. Even though I didn't even watch F one when he was winning, you can't talk about him without bringing up his championships and so for kind of forgetting that and pushing that out of the way in the episode just felt like it was so it was so in your face that they were obviously trying this one thing well it's just it's just really obvious that there was a lot of bias towards certain racers yeah yeah it really was this you're you're good to bring that up because one of the things when we were talking about this yesterday one of the things we said was that it felt like they brought up some kind of like personal thing two purse i had an issue with this for sure okay so why i think it's funny i probably sound really contradictory right here saying oh they need to talk more about the racers but not (laughs) go too deep you know but there's a certain level of respect that you need to give these people Uh i mean obviously they're in a sport where there's fans and like Mm -hmm. They're going to be publicized, and people are going to want to know about them, and they're on Instagram, and they're on Twitter, and all these right. platforms, but... They're still human. They're Exactly. They're yeah. still people. They still want privacy. You, you uh-huh. need, need to respect, you know, their their upbringing, their life, their struggles, their yeah. accomplishments, and what they go through. Uh-huh. And I don't know, do you want to, do you want to introduce the... What your issues are about this, and then I'll well, both of us. I think the two main things, or maybe three, especially Gasly's demotion from from Red Bull to Toro Rosso and Alphatari. I'll Mm -hmm. always like it's like Racing Point. I'll always think of them as Force India, but then also I think we both were really shocked about Alex Albon and talking about his mother's fraud fraud charges. Yes. That was, that was, that, I that was, was like, why was that even included? That was definitely uncalled for. I felt that was kind of unacceptable for them to like an include. Yeah, of 100%. Yeah. yeah. Because he's such a good hearted kid. Yes. Um, worked really hard to get where he was. And I feel like they did nothing but paint him against this, like, That's stark true. background mm-hmm. and just made him look totally bad. And his family as well. And, mm-hmm. I, I didn't a, didn't think that was topic. okay. Yeah, such a like a, I don't know. It's not. It's just like a way too in depth look at something that he probably never wanted shown. Like Ex- millions of people are watching this, and he's like, "Why would you bring up exactly?" Something like, that? like, well, if I wanted to know about Albon's mother, then I would Google about Albon's mother. You know, yeah, I I want to know about him as a driver. I want right? to about him as a driver right. and how he's doing. Not yes. not about his personal family life, and especially about something as personal as that. That was definitely uncalled for yes i absolutely agree i i don't know why that was the focus of the episode i think he's such a a sweet person in general Mm -hmm. i think even over he has like a he has so many pets that he has like an instagram account for all those pets he has all these cats and everything i like you look at someone like that i'm like couldn't you focus on like how they got like they did focus on how he got all the sponsors and Uh using his thai heritage and everything like that 
But that seems like so much more worthy of focus than, oh, his mother was being investigated for fraud. Like, uh-huh. I wouldn't want all the millions of people watching that to know that. So I kind of wish the show hadn't done that. Um, but then the last one was Romain Grosjean, who I really think is a sweet, sweet person. But honestly, he was really kind of torn to shreds in this show. They ripped him apart. They really did. Yeah. He, I think they showed, I know he's had his struggles and, and whatever, but he's he's one of the oldest drivers on the grid, I think, alongside Kimmy. But he's he's honest and he's hardworking, but it just seemed like they were like, oh, here's him crashing and here's him crashing and blaming on someone else or whatever. And I, I wish they didn't because he's a, it's again, again, it's like they're focusing on the wrong things when, when they should be focusing on maybe the more successful parts of that person's career. Exactly. Just felt like- Which I, I definitely feel like they did with Pierre, like we already mentioned. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of mentioned that he made it. And then as soon as he made it, he wasn't performing as they yes. hoped. Mm-hmm. And they just, yeah. Devoted yeah. him. They were like, bye. Yeah, Red Bull being... <laughs> They're savage. They really are. Red Bull being... I, I th- I've always struggled with, like, Red Bulls. Them, since they have they have AlphaTauri being their quote-unquote, like, sister team. Ugh, I can't. I know, Alpha, I, 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 I You can call it Toro Rosso. Rosso. I yeah, I can't keep AlphaTauri. I'm not but used like, to that yet. Them doing this, like, mid-season demotion, I think is the most, like, brutal thing you can do I, it would destroy my confidence if i if they it were would. just like three races in you're not performing all right i can't imagine it just seems i i don't i don't i personally don't like that and i've heard enough about the red bull world and, and helmet marco and how how christian horner run things that it really doesn't sound like a great environment i know that daniel especially this season has been a lot more outspoken about mental health yeah, in the industry. Daniel talking about his experiences and his toxic yeah. environment in Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, I think so cuz I I mean true with with Red Bull it's if you're not Max Verstappen or you're not Sebastian Vettel, you are always like halfway out the door. Yes. Like I think even there's there's rumors about Alex Albon if he's going to even make it through this season with with Red Bull. And if Sergio Perez is going to take his spot since he's leaving Racing Point. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that just, that's so, they focused on that a lot. And it would just seem like that was so negative. Like, again, it was just, it was this just immediate, like, bummer, the whole episode. And and you didn't get to see any of the bounce back, really. I think you did get to see, if I remember right, I don't know if they showed him winning, uh, Gasly getting on the podium later in the season when he was with Toro Rosso. But it was just like you saw him being sad, and then they showed. You remember the crash with yes, Antoine yes, at which Spa? was his best friend. Yeah. Yes, and that was, I mean, you saw how that affected everybody. Yes, so it was just overall like the show felt fairly negative to me. I guess no, I guess, it was definitely negative. I mean, I guess maybe now looking back at it, I would rate it a little lower. That's no, which I don't is want which you is to. which is. Which is maybe kind of, again, contradictory of me to say, but I just, I feel, I feel for the average person Mm -hmm. to just put on the show and try and learn something. Yeah. It was, it was cool to Uh watch, but they, they definitely had this thundercloud over the show. That's a good way to describe it, yes. It was just. It was all kind of. Not sunny, ever. Yes, yes, really, really. So, like, I I guess to, to conclude, like, I understand the audience was probably not me and probably not even you having some background in the sport. 
Um, because I'm involved in it every day, you're involved in it more often. I mean, you're interested in it, so you're involved. Yeah, I just, it's point. like a hobby. Um, you're like Kimmy, where he says that racing is just a hobby for racing. <laughs> um, so I guess, I mean, I would say I still don't love the show. I still wouldn't go back to rewatch it. Like, I don't, I, I thought, I was like, this is going to be something I'll have on repeat, like my favorite sitcoms or whatever, but like, I... I, I didn't. I haven't gone... I didn't go back and watch it a single time until planning this episode. And I still didn't enjoy it again. But, I mean, since I guess you were more... A little bit more of the target for the show. Like, did did it inspire you or influence you to get more involved in F1? Or was it just kind of like, yeah, this is fun to see in passing? Or, or was it more than that, I guess? Well, I... I, I watched it because I wanted to learn something, but then after talking to you about it uh-huh. and, you know, you being your, your position on the show, uh-huh. I I wanted, I was interested in learning more about all of the drivers, but not because of, you know, like you or outside influence, but because I saw in the show that just not enough was covered. And I, mm, I, okay. I felt that outside influence too of of a ton of people you know saying how amazing the show was mm-hmm. and then after talking to you and seeing your point of view I, I saw I what so I've rewatched it many times okay the first time of with my you know original opinions and then the uh-huh. second time after knowing your opinions I went uh-huh. back and I was like kind of specifically looking for certain things oh and I oh, I did see them uh-huh. definitely mm-hmm. um but I wanted to learn more because I wanted to understand kind of why they were saying what they were saying and okay. doing what they were doing and okay. trying to put the pieces together. Uh-huh. Um, but, and I think I definitely have for okay. sure. Okay, good. No, I mean, I, I, the, show, the show is, if it was meant to, to bring in more viewers and grow the audience of that, then I think they, they certainly tried hard with all the drama and all the things they focused on, but I don't know if, if it was entirely successful with the people who were, like, super ingrained in the sport. Okay, we're gonna end, so <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> that was a terrible way to end it, Peyton. Uh, I hope we'll do more of this. You'll chat with me more. Yes, about I would love to. I love, love talking about F1 with you, even though we don't agree on, uh, no, we don't on, agree. On Seb but and we're not, certain people. But we're not, like, at each other's throats about it. If you were more of, a, like, a Lewis or a Mercedes fan, I think we'd be at odds a little bit more, but we're, we're amicable enough to have conversations like this. <laughs> um, so, bef- uh, last before I end, again, I'm on social media. Please come find me. Uh, on Instagram, it's at formula101 underscore podcast. Please follow me if you have any ideas for episodes, any recommendations of anything to talk about. Please shoot those my way. Last week's episode about tires was a recommendation to me. So please, please, please reach out again. But we'll be back again in a couple weeks with a new topic. Um, but thank you again for listening. Thank you, Michaela, for being here. I had a lot of fun. This was super fun. Me to too. Talk I loved it. Thanks for um, having me. So we'll see you again in two weeks. Thank you guys for listening.